Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Yeah. What's up, dude? Yeah. Niners, dude. Niners, dude. Niners. Yep. Super Bowl, dude. Uh, very exciting. It was, uh, you know, it's a big event in football when you watch. I did actually watch some of yeah, that game. I know. And uh, thanks, dude, for bringing them over the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was all me. It. I mean, I, I would suggest that you watch the Super Bowl as well. It's going to be a, an entertaining game. That might sure. be a bridge, bridge too far. Too. Ah, come on, dude. <laughs> it's not like you have any good hockey to watch. That's true. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, mm. So, dude. Niners? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, dude, we've got some, some fascinating stuff to talk about this week from the Sharks' miserable play yeah. on the road. To Pete Tabor taking over the Vegas Golden Knights, God. which I just I don't even I'm not sure where to start. Actually, dude, I'm going to start with this. Okay. Uh, someone tweeted this out: the Bay Area is on a crazy sports run. Giants in the World Series in 2010, Giants in the World Series 2012, 49ers in the Super Bowl 2013, Giants in the World Series 2014. Giants won all three of those. Warriors in the finals in 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. 49ers in the Super Bowl in 2020. How disrespectful. They don't They don't mention the Sharks. You make it to the Stanley Cup finals in 2016. So disrespectful. Yep. Um... Anyways, uh, that just shows that they're just not even on anybody's radar anymore. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, because they're playing so badly, dude. Uh, let's start with talking about the team, and then we can go to the shenanigans here. Okay. Okay. I mean, what a miserable, miserable road trip. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it couldn't worst. have been worse. I mean, really, the game in Arizona wasn't as bad as that final score looked like. I think right. the final score was 5-2 to two or whatever. 6-3. to three. Six to three. Yep. Yeah, it really wasn't that bad, right? I mean, it there wasn't were that two, bad. It was two empty netters. Yeah, it was close until uh, late. So not that bad. Uh, Colorado game was that bad. It was. I mean, oh, it was bad. And more. Jones uh, gives up a goal in the first shot. Yeah, I mean, I just don't even know how you can even look down the bench and be like, yeah, you're you're playing tonight. <laughs> He's been so bad. I know, I know. And the Vancouver game was uh was was also bad. Bad. I mean, <laughs> bad. And then, like Joe Thornton just lost his mind at the end of the game. Yeah. I guess to try and I don't know what. Like, I mean, it, it, the game was over at that point. Yeah. And he just sort of went nuclear. And old man. Rawr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was just. It was bizarre. Yeah. Dude. I mean. Uh. So I think that, you know, certainly Kurz wrote basically the nails in the coffin at this point. I mean, this is not a team that's going to be able to find a way to make it into the playoffs, no. despite the fact that the margin between the Sharks and the top teams in the division is not great. The fact is, is that there's five teams within two points of each other at this point, and the Sharks would have to leapfrog several teams in order to make it into the playoffs. It's yeah. just not going to happen. It's and, just not going to happen. And, and it's... They cannot get any sort of stretch or of consistent play. Right. 
And it's the same stuff that just keeps happening on repeat. The same stuff. They seem to be able to lock it in and fix it for a short stretch. For and a then period. And then the real team comes out. Right. I think you see the real team when when they start to relax and they have two bad games back to back. And then I got to say, I, I was thoroughly annoyed to see Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer having a great freaking time yesterday at the 49ers game, yeah. <laughs> waving flags. And I was like, because I would circle both of your names as being the two most disappointing things yeah, yeah. other than everybody else <laughs> on the team. Yeah, It's like, you morons, you don't yeah. seem to get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe morons is a little strong. It's 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 but I'm upset. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm upset that again, you know, they just these guys who are, you know, that and then you read this article. Well, the Sharks aren't going to do anything to disrupt their core. Well, that's great news <laughs> because the core is is playing horribly. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, and I, I agree. You you're not going to be able to do anything about that right now. You can't because no one's going to make a deal for long. That just doesn't happen at the deadline where you see guys on long term deals being moved. Mm-hmm. That's true. But if you're Doug Wilson, then you need to have your temperature taken somewhere else. If you think. That this is going well. Right. Or that you've got the right mix of people. Right. Because you don't, clearly. Yeah. And and there's obviously injuries at play here. Logan Couture is out. Apparently, Brent Burns has been nursing a shoulder injury, which okay. could, could account for some lack of offense on his point. Sure. Part, but that's... Maybe. The Sharks I mean, have a significant lack of offense at this point, and nothing's really helping. So it's not really clear what to do what the way forward is for this team because as we've talked about so many times they have a lot of contracts that can't be moved yeah and they seem to be missing some significant aspects of the game that they can't find we can talk about prospects uh wheeler uh you know said uh, scott wheeler did an article on the sharks prospects this week which we can talk about a little bit i wouldn't say it's anything new that we that is surprising in terms of where the sharks are at prospects wise. But um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of help uh, in the wings here. The sharks are really going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat to be even an okay team next year. Unless this whole year has been some sort of weird mirage, right? Cause I mean, certainly we didn't expect this to be this bad. No, no. Well, I don't think we expected it to be bad at all, dude. I mean, I, I really thought they were going to win the Pacific because this is essentially you know, the same team minus a 35-year-old center who had mm-hmm. 38 goals, who was not having a good statistical year this year. Right. If they had signed Joe Pavelski and he was putting up the stats that he's putting up here mm-hmm. right now, and they didn't sign Eric Carlson, we'd be complaining also. That's right. Okay, well, you know, you let an all-star defenseman go and you signed an an overaged, you know, outdated offensive player. Jonas Donskoy did not deserve that kind of contract mm-hmm. based on his production here. Right. So he went to Colorado, they gave him to him. He's playing well there, although we've talked about he's a bit of a product of his line mates, right? That's right. But... Okay, Justin Braun. We saw the erosion of Justin Braun happening, and he's gone to Philly, and he's not been good there, right? Yep. Okay, so it, it, yes, you look at the guys who are gone, and you go, those are three NHL players, right, th- that are quality players. Yeah. 
but it's not like you'd be super excited about like the amount, the deals that they would have been given or the amount of, you know, uh, term that you'd be dealing with them either. So it, while I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in how Eric Carlson's era here as kind of the face of this team has gone. Right. I don't, I can't quite talk myself into the other way either. Yeah. Right. Other than, you know, the Sharks' depth has just been gutted. Yes. You know, that's just been gutted and they've been exposed and that their lack of reinforcements within the system is suddenly very clear. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're not even a good AHL team. So, Ooh, yeah. and, and to expect that a bunch of players on a poorly performing AHL team are somehow going to help a poorly performing NHL team seems ridiculous. Right. I I think if they were number one in the AHL and they had all the top goal scorers, that's one thing. Sure. They don't. I think what we all expected, or at least what I expected, is when you've got, by all accounts, the two of the best offensive defensemen in the modern era Mm -hmm. playing on the same team, that you would just be unstoppable, right? Yep. And that is so far from the case. Yeah. You know, that they... um, uh, it's almost like they don't they just don't they don't know what they're supposed to do because they can't seem to function together or apart right so uh, I don't know I, I I hard to put any sort of finger on it and that's why we're just sitting in your guest room on a microphone right and it certainly seems like the sharks are going to be losing players here coming up um, right certainly I don't see how the sharks could possibly keep Brendan Dillon. Um, there's no way you want to go to free agency with a guy like that and then have him walk and you get nothing in return. Um, I think there's several teams that would want Brendan Dillon. It's not that I would be happy to see him leave the team, but at this point you have to assume that he's gone regardless of what the Sharks do and the Sharks aren't going to further hamstring themselves by giving him some crazy long-term deal. I think they got enough of those at the moment. So Brendan Dillon's going to be gone. Melker Carlson has been talked about. Maybe they could get something for him. Uh, you know, I don't see Melker Carlson as a particularly sought after player, but maybe he can help a team. They they see an exact fit for a guy like that. And yeah. they say, okay, well, let's plug him into the lineup and he can sure. help us on the kill and we'll give a mid round or late round draft pick. Yeah, and, He's and- a good penalty killer, dude. I mean, I, I think that I, I think it, it, it's, it's a bummer because Brendan Dillon isn't the problem, right? Absolutely and, and- not. Uh, I think you you look at past trade deadlines. I don't think it's out of bounds for some team that thinks they're really close to maybe give us a first round pick for Brendan Dillon. I think it could happen because, you know, seems it, pretty unlikely. Dude, but, but okay. you, we've seen some wild prices on some of these players before. And if you look at who might be available, he might be one of the best defenseman available on the market yeah you know yeah that's true. uh there's no long-term financial commitment and if you think you are a piece or two away then maybe if you're gonna have a your pick's gonna be in the high 20s you don't really care like that's i right. mean you know we've we've seen the sharks do it many times mm-hmm. you know there's you know uh ottawa sons bruce garyoke writes that doug wilson is embarrassed that he traded a first round pick and that he's looking to acquire another one because they don't have one. That's right. You know? So uh, I don't know if Doug Wilson is embarrassed or not, but I'm sure he's not happy, you know, that the, that the Sharks are probably going to be picking in the top 10 and they're not going to have that pick. Yeah. 
there's be very unlikely that they would get a pick of that level oh, back. No right? way, no way. Unless they, you know, pulled off some sort of mega trade, yeah. you know, after the season was over. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the, uh, you know, Marlowe, Thornton, are these guys, you know, they're just going to stay, right? Because they don't want to leave. I mean, right. that's sort of been the whole thing. Sure. Um, if someone was writing about Shimmick, Shimmick is not going anywhere. Shimmick is part of the, of the foundational core of this team, I think. Like, I, I don't think they're going to trade Rodim Shimmick when they could have him back, you know, next year, probably on a bridge deal for very affordable costs. Yeah. Especially when you're losing Brendan Dillon. Yeah. You're not trading Rodim Shimmick, right? I agree with so, that. So, uh, not a lot to offer, right? Um, they have an important decision to make about Kevin LeBanc. I think, uh, you know, unless there was some sort of backroom agreement between Doug Wilson and Kevin LeBanc, uh, you know, you got to figure he might be their best, yeah, you know, piece, uh, piece to offer mm-hmm. to a team because he'll still be a restricted free agent. Yep. And uh, while he'll be due a raise, I mean, you know, he is a um, how old? Twenty-four-year-old forward with fifty points you know, seasons on his resume. Um, and he's, you know, he's having a 25 point year. I mean, it's not a, a horrific year uh, in terms of point production. He'll be, he'll probably end up in the forties. Yeah. But you know, could you find a team, you know, the, the, I mean, the thing that's interesting to me is, is sharks are, uh, even though Dell is playing better, you know, they don't have any sort of long-term goalie solution. And the Rangers have a goalie problem right now where they've yeah. got three guys on their roster and they can't send any of them down. Right. So, you know, might Kevin LeBanc be able to pry Georgiev uh, away from the Rangers? Be interesting. That's a young team that's actually starting to play better now. And if you can add a top nine forward in Kevin LeBanc for a piece that you just don't need. That's right. Like, might be a good deal for It both. might be a good deal for the Rangers and it might, you know, solve a lot of problems for the Sharks in that they don't have, you know, Martin Jones is broken and I don't, it doesn't look like he's salvageable. That's right. You know, it doesn't look like he can be played anywhere. And if the Sharks buy him out, they're going to be paying him for the next, you know, 12 years or something ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, a lot of years. I don't know what they they'll do. I mean, if you send him down to the minors, you're still on the ticket for the full cap yet. That's right. Plus um, you're paying him the salary, but, you know, we've seen a lot of teams do that. We just saw the Boston Bruins do that with David Backus. That's right. You know, said, you're not good enough to play in the NHL anymore. We're going to pay you, but you're not going to be around, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could the Sharks do that with Martin Jones um, if they're able to acquire a young, um, you know, very promising goaltending prospect to solve a massive issue for them? Yeah. You know? it's uh, I don't know yeah um it's it's a thought dude I mean the other thought that uh, you know I can't remember if we talked about this on the air or not but you I think the biggest question going in the offseason is is Doug Wilson gonna get fired or is he gonna get to stay right I I don't know the answer to that <laughs> it's because if Doug Wilson is is gonna stay I don't know I don't know that he can 
bring himself to blow up this core that he's put together. I, right. I just don't know that he'll do it. So then what I think will happen is they will then go after Peter LaViolette. They might go after Gerard Gallant. Gerard Gallant. Um, and then, you know, I am so positive Bruce Boudreaux is going to get fired that they may go after Bruce Boudreaux. Um, you know, will will they completely lose their mind and go after Mike, Bagpo- Mike Babcock and bring in some sort of high-profile, all-star quality coach to try and fix this dumpster fire? Yeah. Right? Or, you know who else got fired in the last two weeks? Ray Shiro. Yeah. So if you're a GM that's on the hot seat right now mm-hmm. and you've got a executive of the year level GM who's sitting there waiting for the next phone call. Yep. You got to be nervous, right? Yeah, I would be. I'd be nervous. I'd be real nervous, especially considering the the lack of flexibility the Sharks have right now. And I, I don't know. Gallant, maybe. La Violette, maybe. Bugner, maybe. Babcock, nah. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> the, the amount of publicity yeah. that came out about Mac, uh, Mike Babcock after he got fired about Jeff O'Neill went on this rant about how he's a quote garbage human being yes. and, and no one stepped up to defend Mike Babcock. You're right, dude. You're right. But we've seen, I mean, and two teams that I follow, my San Francisco Giants made a very controversial managerial hire with, you know, a, a guy who seems like, you know, a very personable dude in Gabe Kapler, who was in the middle of a very controversial situation with the LA Dodgers. And mm-hmm. so was their GM. So was the Giants GM. Right. Okay. So uh, a lot of people had a lot of questions about that, especially with an organization that was dealing with their, the, the face of the, their managing partner, you know, b- being forced to take a leave from the team for having a very public, ugly outburst with his wife in a park. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and now they, and it, you know, and it's, I don't know nearly enough about either of those situations to make a judgment on someone's character, but that was not. They could have made a lot easier decision, right? Mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. went with that guy. Uh, Ole Miss, my college football team, they just hired Lane Kiffin, who's like oh, an all-league, like, yeah, you know, yeah. jerk. Great coach, but yeah. a, a total disturber, which I secretly kind of like that. But <laughs> a, And then they brought in to be the assistant head coach, DJ Durkin, who's the guy who got fired from Maryland because his, the player died from heat exhaustion yeah, on his right. field. That's the guy that they brought in. They oh, didn't care. God. Ole Miss didn't care. Like, well, he's a good coach. Jeez. Okay, so I, I'm not... I think you're right. I think it's... It, the, I don't think Babcock gets another kick at the can anytime soon, right? It would be very disappointing to see that happen. I can't imagine that happening actually under Doug Wilson. Maybe an, another GM who wants to like be a badass or something would bring in somebody like Mike Babcock. But I can't imagine that working with the, with the player mix they have here. Sure. Like that, Uh, that seems like a terrible fit. I would say right now, just based on how this is going and we've got a lot of hockey left to go, but I would say there is a 10% chance of Bob Buchner being the coach next year. And I feel bad for him because he probably will just be fired again. Right. You know, and it's not his fault. Like, I mean, like, you know, it's so clear. This wasn't DeBoer's fault. This isn't, this is Doug Wilson's fault (laughs) for putting together the wrong mix of players on the ice. And will Hasso Plotner hold Doug Wilson accountable for that? That's, that's the big question. Because now the Sharks biggest rival 
has the Sharks' former coach yes. behind the bench. And if Vegas wins the cup this year, I mean, I that would... That will not happen. Okay, but I'm saying if, if they do, they get the classic Jabor bump yeah. and they win the cup this year, then Doug Wilson has to be fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has to be... They won't win the cup, but... I'm but, just, but, dude... How shocked were you when that happened? I was... I could... I laughed. I probably laughed almost all day. I could not believe it. Yeah. It's like something out of a soap opera. Yeah. Like, on yeah. television. Like, these two teams, they hate each other so much. And it's just so interesting, especially after what happened in the playoffs last year, that, you know, I mean, Gallant called Deborah a clown. Yeah. Like, I mean, these two teams... <laughs> and the Golden Knights, they just own the Sharks. They yeah. just own the Sharks, right? And that the Golden Knights... Who they fire Gallant, which is so baseless. Like yeah. it's just so stupid. Right. Like that 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 you know, this guy, you know, the the Golden Knights have no business being as good as they are. They just don't. No. They just have no business being as good as they are. And they show their appreciation by firing him. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's just stupid. Everybody I can't think of anybody who was like, that's the right move. Right. No one said, like, yep, this should have happened. Everyone's like, What? And I feel like to I mean, I I feel like DeBoer has been put in a very bad situation, actually, because if he doesn't turn him around, mm-hmm. right, then then he could be out again. He, yeah, I, I mean, guess, I, I don't, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it was a a, a bad, just a weird, situation. a weird situation. Uh, but I think it's, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to think, dude. I, I think that the whole identity of that Golden Knights team was Gallant. Like, I mean, his personality, yeah. his style of play is so not Pete DeBoer's. I yeah. just don't know how it's going to work. Right. R- Ryan Reeves won't play. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are the What are the fans going to think about that? I don't know. Probably not going to like it so much. Speaking of weird, dude, the Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers are at the top of the Pacific Division. Who would have called that? Not us. No. Dude, I went and looked at our uh, playoff picks for this year. <laughs> I mean, I'm in big trouble. You're, you're in I'm big in, trouble. I'm in huge trouble, dude. Are you kidding me? I have the blues, at least. Dude, okay, pull up pull up the playoff. Can you pull up the playoff bracket here? All right. Uh, wow, well, here, there we go. Okay. okay, here, we'll go down this. Okay, so the first round series right now would be uh, Washington versus... Carolina. So I have Washington. You have Carolina. Okay. And I would be so disappointed if that's the draw, right? Uh, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. You have the Penguins. I have the Islanders. I have no confidence that the Islanders could beat Pittsburgh again, right? Right. Boston and Columbus. Uh, I mean, you know, Boston, you have Boston. I have Columbus. I'm not excited about that draw either. Tampa Bay, you have mm-hmm. hottest team in hockey. Yep. I have Florida. I be that's terrible. <laughs> terrible news for me. And I have Toronto and they're on the outside right now. So this that's bad. It's bad news for me. <laughs> All right. Let's look at the Western Conference. Okay. Yep. Uh top team in the Western Conference is uh St. Louis. You have St. Louis. They'd be playing Arizona. That's my team. That also sucks. All right. <laughs> I have both Dallas and Colorado. Good for me. All right. Yep. Uh you have Vancouver. You have Vancouver? I, th- I think. I don't do have, you? I don't know. Or do I? I can't remember. I can't remember. You have Vancouver, I believe. You also have Vegas. Okay, so great. You win Vegas. the first round there. You have Edmonton. I have Calgary. Yep. So um, I do think I might have the best team in Washington, but it does scare me that you have many more lethal bullets than I, I have do. the Bruins, the Lightning, and yeah. the Blues. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, so and thanks for cheering me up, dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, I looked at that today. I was like, well, at least I've got the Vegas draft. Nope. No, I don't even have that. <laughs> I don't have that at all. It's terrible. I took Nashville. Nashville's just a total, total hot chocolate bag of dumps. It's terrible, dude. That's uh, yeah. not good, dude. Uh, but to, to cheer you up. I would like to take you to a Sharks game next week. Would you like Thanks, to go, dude. To, dude? I'd love to. I would like to take you on Thursday night to see the Vancouver Ducks. You know what, dude? I'd like to take you twice. Would you like to go on Monday as well to see the Ducks, dude? Ooh, the Ducks. Yeah. Tantalizing matchup. I would matchup. like to take you twice, dude. Would you like to go twice? I don't know if I can go Monday. Dude, dude that's, a, that's a terrible answer. What, dude? I'm live on the air. I might have a work meeting. You, you call, call them and tell them that you need to see the Sharks lose. <laughs> okay, I will. Done deal then, dude. Maybe you could take the meeting while you're at the game. I might do that. They wouldn't even know. I might, I might want to break from the game. I've seen you take a work meeting, all right? <laughs> <laughs> dude, they might be listening. Dude, I have tickets to two games next week. I just... Uh, I very generously given tickets uh to uh to the monday game right i mean they dumped, lower bowl they dumped them off on no you. no dude it was very nice very nice got tickets to that game and then for christmas i was given tickets to thursday's game dude cool so i get to go twice if you want to endure the punishment with me twice you're if welcome I, if i'm it. available i will gladly well, thank endure you the punishment. dude Suddenly, yeah. this weird because you you don't you can't see this, but Mike just texted someone on his phone and said, "Can we schedule a work meeting?" <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I feel, hey Siri, I really uh, Siri, how to schedule a work meeting? Alexa, <laughs> dude, looking at uh, let's go over this prospect thing a little okay, bit. Okay, and we also we got an email that we should probably okay read. I you know on the athletic Scott Wheeler does prospects. The Sharks were ranked as the twenty fifth best prospect pool in the league which is about where I expected there's nothing really to if you've been listening to the podcast for a while we've talked about the prospects for a while and I wouldn't say there's anything surprising here at the top but I'll go over quickly of course the number one prospect is still Ryan Merkley unfortunately his uh, off the ice or demeanor type issues regarding his on ice play have not faded as we have hoped um at least according to Wheeler, his defensive uh, coverage abilities has gotten slightly better this year. Now he's with the London Knights. Um, but the fact is he was not invited to Team Canada selection camp for the World Juniors. This is a guy that is one of the best performing defensemen in the OHL, and yet teams seem to be very reluctant to take him. Not, yeah, I mean, not great. The, the thing that I'm reading here this just is, you know, the guy who coached Team Canada was the coach of the Knights. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't want his, him. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's not good. That's not good. Um, number two is uh, Joachim uh, Blitzfeld, who has played a couple games with the Sharks this year, um, and he has been sort of uh, seen a sort of a meteoric rise in Wheeler's rankings over the last couple of years. So he's trending in the right direction, as we have seen on the ice. He doesn't appear to be ready for the NHL yet. He is only 21 years old, so this is not um, the end of the world here. Number three is Jonathan Dolan, who is actually playing in Finland. So this is not a guy that we have seen. But um, he's pretty high on this guy. Number four, Sa Sasha Chemilevsky. So none of these, uh, other than Merkley, none of them are, are rated as high-end prospects. I think uh, none of the, the guys other than Merkley are rated as top-line type talent. We're looking at, he's classified them as middle six type talent, which actually in includes Noah Gregor there at the bottom, also only 21. So 
is this a great prospect class for the San Jose Sharks? No, it's not. But could Ryan Merkley turn out to be a gem? It's still possible. He's still a kid. He's still two years under 21. It's possible for him to straighten this thing out. Um, if he continues with these sort of behavior issues, uh, I could see him falling very rapidly because I think the message is going to be uh, very explicit to him that, listen, dude, you got to clean up this stuff or else you think that you're just your talent's going to carry you into the NHL and into the top of the lineup. I just don't think that's the case. So um, nothing too, like I said, nothing too exciting here, but I thought I'd cover it just because I'm sure some of the Sharks fans are thinking, okay, well, at least tell me that there's some people waiting in the wings that might be able to help us next year. No, we can't tell you that. And I can't tell you that. <laughs> we cannot tell, no, you that, tell you that, which is not, which is not great news. Dude, you said we had an email? Yeah, we got an email. Leonard uh, sent us an email. Thank you, Leonard. We appreciate it. It says the podcast is hilarious and informative. So I'm not sure which podcast you're listening to, but uh, we appreciate it. Thank the, you the, for mistaking that podcast with ours. The uh, the kind words. Uh, lots of points from Leonard. Um, Leonard doesn't seem to be as... I mean, Leonard is not happy with how the season is going, but um, he doesn't seem to be as disturbed. I think uh, this is from his points here's what i like to say uh leonard says i do not believe the no trade contracts are as big a deal as they appear if you are burns or vlasic and it's clear the team is not going anywhere in the next three years wouldn't you want to give yourself a chance to win before sailing into retirement so i guess what he's saying is if the sharks are balls you know won't some of these guys maybe want out i mean we've seen not this happen in the nhl as much but in other sports especially the nba you know these players sort of force the team's hand actually on the other end and say hey listen i don't want to be here anymore this sucks like yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we're losing this is terrible uh what's your thought on that that seems a bit of a shaky foundation to build a future strategy upon um at least from what we've heard and, and from what people have said is that san jose is a pretty nice place to play both in terms of how the franchise treats its players and obviously a good place to live um I don't know if we could necessarily count on players wanting out and uh, that's uh, I'm not so sure what to, what to make of that. I guess we heard a little bit of rumblings about the Canadians earlier this year because Vlasic might be interested in playing for the Canadians, but just because so, so the strategy is to be as bad as possible and hope some of these guys will want out. And if they do want out, does that and they have a no movement clause then that means they can dictate exactly who they are traded to which means the sharks may not get any real value out of that so it's like okay i must be traded to the florida panthers because i want to live in florida for some reason and and so the team's like great i'll give you a sixth round pick for brent burns and you're like uh no and they're like okay no trade then I mean, teams never get good value for any player under a long-term deal. Like you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a great return. You're the one who's taken it in the shorts. Yeah, right. It's because true. you are trying to get out from underneath. If the player was good, then you wouldn't be looking to move them, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, the Sharks have a list of players right now that they uh, are under what looks like regrettable contracts, mm-hmm. right? And, um. They won't be able to, you're not going to trade, you know, one of these players and get back, you know, Leon Dreisaitl or something yeah. exciting like that. That's not going to happen. You're going to get, you know, middle of the road, you know, prospects and, and picks and, you know, maybe and someone else's problem, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, where the Sharks 
you know, might end up, which is why I, I wonder, you know, as, as Leonard's other point is he thinks that Couture's injury actually is going to save Doug Wilson's job because, you know, he'll be able to point to, well, you know, how, how can this team function without its number one offensive player? Okay. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think if you're Hasso Plotner, it's going to depend on how irritated he is by the, the Sharks, you know, we saw just in that tweet that I read, they're not even on that person, didn't even think of them yeah. as like being a Bay Area sports franchise. Right. I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup. We remember it, yep. right? This guy didn't even think of it, yep. you know? And they're so far behind, you know, these other three, even as bad as the Warriors are this year, they're that's a mirage. They're not that bad. Their two best players are hurt, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They're going to get maybe the number one overall pick in the draft and it's going to be hilarious yeah. when they come back next <laughs> yeah. year and all of a sudden they're near the top of the league again. Right. You know, the 49ers clearly one of the class of the uh, NFL and the giants are, they are straight up tearing it down to the studs mm-hmm. and starting completely over, you know, but they won three world series. Yeah. You get a little, so you, you get, get little, to do that, uh, right? Do when that. you won three World Series, you get to do that. Okay, yeah, you know what? You won. If the Sharks won three cups last decade. I none of us would be nearly as irritated, right? Yeah. So that's why you wonder: Will Doug Wilson keep his job? He's done an incredible job of making this one of the most successful franchises in the NHL. Period. Mm-hmm. For the last 20 so years, right? But, you know, these last few moves have not paid off. Right. And this could be a make or break moment for him where they're, they could be staring at a top five pick in the NHL draft, which is a weak draft from what I understand. Oh, I thought this year was oh, supposed wait. to be a good draft. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about... Uh, Think about no, no. Basketball? I'm thinking about the no, no, no. I'm thinking about basketball. They were talking about the Warriors. The pick is not going to be as exciting. NHL, honestly, I don't know. Yes, I think this is supposed to be a strong draft. So that's year. really even better, right? Right. So now, will he be held accountable for that? Will they? Do they need? If they're going in a completely different direction, does he want a different person making that choice? I'm sure this is a, a topic that we will return to on future shows, dude. I don't know if we need to tackle it here. There's one thing I do want to talk about briefly that was an, also another article in The Athletic that has been supporting it. I'm going to have to bring it up because it's a supports an argument I've had for years now, which is that paying goalies top dollar does not make sense and that there's so much variability. There was another article about it this week. And it seems like, of all, frankly, of all the contracts that Doug Wilson has given out, it looks like, and not just from a performance perspective, although certainly from that perspective as well, but given Martin Jones' six-year deal is terrible. It's a terrible idea. And at least I hope Doug Wilson has a subscription to The Athletic because I think the evidence is, is clear. You do not get a massive performance improvement by paying a goalie a massive amount of money. And the difference between a great goalie and a pretty bad goalie is like two or three goals in a hundred shots, which is a very small difference, right? I mean, you're talking one or two shots every two or three games. And so goalies, as you might expect, cannot keep up those high end performances. And you got guys like Bobrovsky making a ton of money 
And I think what the Sharks should do as far as their goalie strategy would not be to get Georgiev and sign him to a six-year deal. It's get Georgiev and then you platoon him with Aaron Dell. And if it's not Dell, you platoon him with somebody else and you pay these guys $2 million a year on two-year deals and that's it. And that's what the Sharks strategy should be with goalies going forward. And honestly, I think most the all the evidence that I've seen absolutely supports that. Even Carey Price isn't having a good year this year. So it's it's time to adjust that strategy the goalie strategy needs to change if that means you get rid of I mean maybe it's the horse is already out of the barn right I mean we already got this deal on the books but honestly that needs that needs to get fixed that's the number one thing I think this team needs because I think you you saw a couple of those games where Dell was playing well and the team plays differently when it's like oh okay we're not just going to give up a goal on the first shot and they give up a goal on the first shot to Colorado and they lose big it's just I can't help but think that has a outside an outsized advantage. Well, yeah, sure. If you're if you're out there with someone you don't believe in anymore, yeah. like it's got to it's got to be on their mind, right? But I mean, for me, if you're playing and, and Martin Jones is struggling, then you better play harder. You better play yeah. even harder to make sure don't let anybody even get the puck there. Right. And that's not what they do. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they do at all. And um you know, I mean, it, it just, it makes me question this team at its very core, Yeah, you know, that they, there's, there's something wrong here, right? There's just something isn't right. And yeah, is, you know, is it just as simple as Pavelski not being around anymore? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, but there's something not right. The, the way this team is playing, they should not be this bad. Like, they should not be this bad. And unfortunately, they are. And they're not really going to have a great opportunity to figure it out here in the next little while because after Anaheim, they're playing a lot of playoff teams in a row. Vancouver, Tampa Bay, Calgary, Edmonton, Calgary again. Winnipeg's close. Minnesota's not, but then Florida. So, yeah. you know, they're playing some really good teams here in the next couple weeks. And uh, if they you know, can only play one good period out of three, they're going to have a lot more losses here in that column. Great times, dude. Go Niners. (laughs) Go Niners, dude. No, but really, uh, go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.